Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to an All Games Radio Network broadcast of allgames.com. Hi, this is Normie from Knuckleballer Radio and Zombie Cast, and you're listening to one of my favorite shows on the Geeky Antics Network. Don't forget to check out the rest of the gang over at geekyantics.net. Warning, there might be rants and food ahead and possibly inappropriate behavior. Don't tell anybody, though. Welcome, geeks, gamers, furries, and ninja robots. This is Horseplay Live. Today is Thursday, June 15th, and this is episode 183 of Horseplay, tentatively titled... Actually, it's a pretty hard title. We're gonna we're gonna just commit to it. I'm calling this one the obligatory E3 special. 2017 E3 word. Just uh, wrapped up. A lot of photos being shared of people leaving the event. Today's also my mom's birthday, so I want to give a quick shout-out. Not that she listens to the podcast, but you know... She's a pretty awesome gal. Pain in my ass, but you know, what parent is it? <laughs> One of the reasons I am the person I am, so I gotta thank her for uh, putting up my shit all these years. And, uh, you know, I, I'm proud to say that even though she's old, I've gotten her to come around to embracing technology. Because she's one of these people that doesn't really trust. She always says uh, in Spanish, you know, No confío ni en la, en la luz eléctrica. You know, basically she's saying, uh, she doesn't even believe in uh, electricity, in electric light. Uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, anyway, I guess you have to be there for, to really appreciate that. But anyway, I'm your Paul Peter and host, Yogi Zilla. And we have assembled a motley crew again. But it's, it's a crew of two. Two motley individuals, I guess you could say. And we're going to discuss all things geeky. It's going to be strictly E3 tonight. Though we do have a little tribute, brief tribute before we jump in. And uh, for those that are new to the show, we do the show live at twitch.tv forward slash geekyantics over at, um, uh, at uh, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, 4 a.m. GMT. Wow, I'm like learning to talk all over again. Uh, earlier in the day, at 5 p.m. Eastern, you can catch us at allgames.com, our sister, unofficial sister network. Uh, that We do reruns over there. I call them horseplay replay, you know. So I think it has a good ring to it. Uh, quick shout out to BFT in the chat, BFT9000, we haven't seen him in a while, he's been working crazy hours, he's just informed us he's been working to 11pm and then going back in the next day 7am, good lord. I used to do those kind of things, yeah, yeah, exactly, ugh. I used to be able to do that kind of thing, not anymore, man. I, I, I paid a price, ugh. And then driving, especially if I drive to Savannah, it's a two hour trip each way, not a huge thing, but when you're tired, yeah, it's a big deal. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're like, I'm not gonna make it. It's like the last 15 minutes. You're like, I'm not gonna make it. Oh man. But uh, what else? What else? What else? The show is uh, primarily a co- comedy show. That's the best way to describe it. We talk a lot about gaming, but it's all stuff geeky. But mainly, I would say we're comedy. We're just out of control sometimes. And and with that, we're NSFW, NSFK. When I say for work, not safe for kids. So proceed at your own risk. But we do uh, hope you stick around. You like what you hear. And uh, without further ado, uh, let's introduce our other host, Beard and Hat. What's up, bro? Nothing. Nothing. I was actually on time this time. You were. You were. <laughs> I was waiting patiently to see if we could get more people, but it, it, I think it's just us tonight. Unless uh, Rarapuda jumps in uh, later on. And by the way, the tinny sound that I was detecting, I think uh, I think my headphones might be going bad or something's going on. I, I gotta I gotta put some new parts to this computer. Maybe this weekend I'll order some stuff, new sound card and mixing board stuff. We'll see. We'll see if the budget uh, allows for it. Because, like, you know, I have the money, but I'm like, are there bills coming up? Are there unexpected things I, I should be ready for? You try to anticipate those things, you know, like car repairs and, and the stuff you got to get fixed in your house. And, man, isn't it adds your, up. Isn't, isn't your computer held together with, like, hopes and dreams? And that's no, about it? No, no, it's not that bad. My computer is my legit. The only thing it really needs, like, if I could, if I could spend all the money at once guilt free I put a new uh, CPU in there I put some new RAM probably but I probably don't need that I have very good RAM in there I have a uh, what do I have in there now I don't forget do I have the the Ripjaw or did I put the Patriot in there it's, it's, it's high end RAM um I got the SSD so I'm good on that new video card that's definitely a big one take the strain off the CPU uh power supply is really good it's one of the platinum certified power supplies, whatever that means. What else do I need to yeah, name? Yeah, but at this point, the sound card. At this point, if you're if you're gonna upgrade, you're gonna need a new motherboard because you're gonna want the yeah. newest and shiniest of CPUs and yeah, and that's the th- exactly the thing. Like, do I just do a patchwork fix and just try to tie me over for an, a year or two, or do for wait do I do it for the gusto? Wait, wait until Vega drops. Yeah, yeah. That's, what I'm, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but that's the thing. There's always something new on the horizon when it comes to PC hardware. So, like, uh, I almost... Like, I feel like with a, with a motherboard, I think the most important thing is that you have expansion slots. This one, this particular ha- motherboard is a hand-me-down that Obi gave me. God was going to drop big money on that motherboard. Say, hey, I have this motherboard. You want it? Like, yeah, fine. So then I just got parts for that. But, like, it's a really good motherboard, but it's also, like, a small form factor. So it's got like half the expansion slots it should have and only like two RAM slots and it drives me fucking absolutely insane. Ugh. I'm definitely going to get some new fans and a temperature controller on there. That at, at the very least, because at least that, that's something I could transfer over if I upgrade the motherboard and all that. You know what I mean? And this case is awesome. Yep. So the, the case I'm keeping, but it, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. I think I'm just going to hold off and get a motherboard and, and CPU combo. Um, but the but the video card is something you, you can upgrade at any time. That's what I like about video cards. Like they're usually pretty flexible on what kind of chips that you have, as long as it's you know within the last five years or so. You know what I mean? See, like I said, I'm gonna wait until Vega. I'm gonna go full AMD build and call it a day. So you are building a PC? <laughs> probably, probably next year. Oh, dude. But I'm, 
But what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put the Mac OS on it because yeah, you the new do, IMAX, you could do the new it. IMAX that are coming are all AMD with the uh, the release of Vega. That's how they announced it. Yeah, Vega's starting off in the new IMAX. So yeah, you know, I'm probably going to end up dual booting the, the Mofo. I don't want to. I don't want to have Windows 10 as my main operating system, but I do want to have access to it because it has some cool features. No, I'm only going to have Mac OS and have OS X on it just just to spite all of you. I'm going to build a PC and put. But then Mac we can't OS play games it. together. That defeats the purpose. Ah. Play Borderlands. Yeah, I love Borderlands. It doesn't defeat the purpose. I would love to play. Sp- it doesn't speedrunners with you or Dungeon of the Endless. Speedrunners is multi-platform now. I think I own it. It's multi-platform, but I don't think it's cross-play. It's a big difference. It is cross-play. Is it? I think I think it is. I think I've, if I remember correctly, I've played with other people that don't have Macs. Dude, if that's the case, that would be sexy as fuck, because I love that game. Don't. You remember I used to I'm stream it all the time. God-awful. Yeah, <laughs> I am god-awful at it. Worse than me? I doubt that. <laughs> we'll have to find out. <laughs> that's just a fun game, though. But that's the thing, at, at this point, all the people that still play that game is like Rocket League. Like, Rocket League was great when it first came out, but now the people that still play it are just so good that you can't play that game casually. Now you gotta wait for it to go on sale and let all the casuals buy it and then yeah. feel good about yourself for a week. <laughs> exactly. BFT says, remember. let's see what he's saying. He says, Bill's always coming up, adult, hashtag adult life. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, Monster World... Think of the monsters. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Yeah, Monster Hunter World. I can't talk. Yeah, I'll be getting that bit. on my PS4. You know, I still gotta say, I, every time someone brings up Monster Hunter, I always bring up uh, DQM, Dragon Quest Monsters. If you haven't played that game yet, mm-hmm. try that out. That, that game, phenomenal. Like, the breeding system in that game is just amazing. And it holds up it's well. a smart game. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you did play it, right? Yeah, I've... I played a lot of the uh, Dragon Quest games. Did you play Joker or the other version? Don't remember. I think Joker. That's not with the blue slime on it, right? I think so. It's been a while. I think it was that one. It, yeah, they, they, they did the whole. They did the whole Pokemon Diamond Pearl type of thing. You know, you have two different versions. So if you have the other version of DQM, theoretically, you could have monsters that I don't have, and we could trade. And breed new monsters. That's why I ask. So that's if I still have it somewhere. <laughs> you have to dust it off. But uh, what else? Yeah, Any other? Talk about old stuff. We're, we're talking about E three. You want to jump into E three? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Enough. Enough of the old stuff. There's new and shiny to talk about. Yes. Yes. So before we get into that, this is our obligatory news and rant segment, and we want to just uh, take a brief moment out to talk about. Adam West, who recently passed away. And, uh, you know, some people are kind of jaded and they're like, oh, well, he was old, so you had to expect it. You know, but, yeah, that's true. But still, I feel it because to me it's the end of an era. He was a childhood role model. I looked, you know, I looked up to him. I I loved his work. I mean, he did so much. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I'm not even aware of, but I know he did the voice of uh, the Mayor West on on Family Guy. This is another voice actor. He did that uh, throwback uh, animated series for Batman, which brought it back to the 1960s Batman. Um, and he was also, even though he wasn't a big gamer, 
he was a big advocate for video games, which is really, really cool. Like, for someone that isn't into video games to say, hey, this is a very important thing that we really should be paying attention to, that speaks volumes, right? Because, you know, it's easy for a gamer to say, oh, gaming is really important. But for a non-gamer to say, hey, this is huge. And in 1983, he wrote this op-ed. Did you see this yet? I put it in our show. Yeah, I, I saw know. that. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, I know a lot of people are talking about this now, um, kind of post-mortem, but... Um, this is something I read a while ago, and then I, I revisited it, you know, with his uh, passing away. And uh, and I should I, should I read the whole thing? It's not that long. You want to read it? Go for it. No. <laughs> you want me to read it? Yeah, go for it. All right. So he wrote, "I've been playing with computers longer than most. I had onboard computers in Robin Crusoe on Mars, having learned in an episode of TV's The Outer Limits that you can't survive on the red planet without them. The Outer Limits." Now think about this. This is 1983, and Outer Limits went th- was still running in the, in the 90s. It's kind of interesting as a frame of reference. Did you get into the Outer Limits? Not so much. How about uh, Tales from the Dark Side? Not at all. Wow. Um, Creep Show? Tales from the Crypt? Mm, no, I was I was a bit young. Twilight when Zone that came out. Twilight Zone. Some of the Twilight Zone stuff I've seen. I'm okay, familiar with it. Are, are you into it or no? It's hit or miss depending on the episode. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. It really it depends on each one because they were all their own self-contained story. Yeah, two of my favorites. If if you ever get around to, I don't remember the titles, but one was it was an end of the world scenario, and the guy was a recluse. The protagonist was a recluse. And he loved it. He's like, oh, people won't, won't bother me anymore. I can read all the books I want, do whatever the hell I want. And he, he was happy with, with everybody being dead and being the last man on earth, and as far as he knew. And then at the end, the big, the, you know, the big twist, you know, M. Night Shyamalan style, ooh, it's a twist, was that his glasses broke. <laughs> yeah, that's that gets referenced everywhere. Yes, it does. That's one of the that's one of the iconic ones. Yep, but think about it, man. Like, like I still get chills thinking about it. Like, it's something that's so small and trivial, but if you need glasses and you have really poor eyesight, and then you have no one to make you a pair of eyeglasses, what the hell? What do you do? Like, even if you could figure it out, like you can't see enough to see what's in front of you. So if you find the materials, you wouldn't know it. Like, oh man, I so fucked up. <laughs> so you go find yourself a lens crafters and. Yeah, right? You can find something that kind of works. But again, like, if your eyesight's bad, you may not even see that. If your eyesight's really bad, you'll probably walk by the lens craft and not even know it. (laughs) But you got plenty of time. That's true. That's all you have, is just take your time and hope you stumble into something. Uh, Out here, uh, by the way, Stanton is, like, our lens crafters. And they're, they're freaking amazing. They have, like, walls and walls of different kind of frames. Oh, I love that place. I gotta go. I gotta make it out there. Because they always have, like, amazing deals. Even if you don't have uh, vision insurance, they'll work with you. They'll do payments and everything. And they got amazing frames, man. And they even got the flexible for the frames. Part, What's that? For the most part, you, for the most part, you can get, like, a prescription exam and all that for, like, 100 bucks if you hit a deal at the right time at those places. Yeah. Even yeah. without insurance, it's... There's still some places, though, that will price gouge you, though. But, uh, yeah, about $100 for the exam, and maybe 100 to 200 for the frames and lenses. Depending on the frames, but, you're, 
getting screwed on anyway. Yeah, and well, the other thing too that gets expensive if um, if you have a, a really high, a high uh, like a really heavy prescription, you know, and mm-hmm. or and bifocals. You, or bifocals because it, it, because if you don't go with the thick lenses and you try to go with the high density where they compress it, that gets expensive. You're looking at another hundred bucks or so at least. And then the scratch guard, which is hit or miss. I like it, but sometimes that um no not the scratch guard. Scratch guard's fine. The UV coating, I like sometimes that's hit or miss because sometimes that UV coating starts chipping and peeling. You yeah, ever notice that? Spots. Then you have spots that are clear in spots that aren't then you're fucked exactly or transitionals yeah, I love transitionals traditionals are really good I've had the same glasses for seven years now damn dude you're not due for an, uh, pres- a new prescription yet I'm due for a new prescription but that's only because the shingles that I had fucked my vision up ah uh, so you, you probably you're probably like most people that have glasses you can see fine but it's not as clear you like sometimes you have to squint when something's a little further right it's close actually okay because me I'm at that point like everything's clear but if I'm looking down the street at a sign or something or I'm, I'm driving I have to sometimes I have to squint so like to make it look a little clearer but so I'm probably due I'm gonna be blind as a bat by the time I hit like 65 <laughs> Oh well, me too. That's the nature of sitting in front of a computer screen all day. <laughs> yep, and I can't use it dim. Like I know they recommend. Remember when those um they used to have those things you put in front of your monitors to like block the harmful rays or whatever. Remember those things, the filters. Yeah, back when people were still using fucking CRT monitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you don't really need them now with the flat panel, but. They say, they say that you shouldn't have full brightness, but who wants to look at a dim display? If I'm in a dark room, I'd rather have the display dim. Yeah, that's true. If you're in a dark room, yeah. But if you're in a bright room, you want it bright. It's relative, right? Yeah, it's got to match. That's why most monitors, at least with uh, all-in-ones, because they have the camera sensor on the front of it, it'll gauge the room and then adjust the brightness accordingly. Yep. And smart or is that just a Mac thing? No, they do that. But uh, that's if it's, like you said, all in one, if it's integrated. If not, you have to kind of yeah. fiddle to get the kind of functionality. But smartphones do that too, so. Alright, back yeah. to this op-ed. Back to, the, back to this op-ed. Uh, so they wrote, Then, of course, I was up to my cowl in computers at Television's Batman. We had an interdigital bat sorter, <laughs> chemoelectric secret writing detector, an intergalactic recorder and other forward-looking implements. In 1966, when the series began its three-season run, all of that was science fiction. Hmm. It was a forward-thinking show, as cheesy as it was. Computers were playthings. It was only three seasons. I think it went longer, but he's talking about, like, well, I think it was maybe four seasons, wasn't it? I want to say it was four, four or five seasons, maybe. And then they did that movie to kind of cap it all off. The movie was excellent. Yeah, it was. You know, it's hard for me to gauge it because I've rewatched those episodes so many times that it feels a lot longer than it really is. Yeah. Hmm. So you wrote computers were playthings of the researcher, researchers at MIT, and satellite dishes were strictly for communicating with those brave pioneers in Gemini and Apollo spacecraft. 
The only cable I ever thought about was the one which carried television impulses to and from Europe. And now that has been replaced by far more efficient satellites. I mean, he's a, he's a really, he was a really good writer, man. Video games. In the 60s, that meant to tell the truth and what's my line. <laughs> Today, a lot of apparatus we had in Batman, dressed, of course, in less imposing names, is fact. We're lucky this is so. My present day fascination with video games does not derive from personal affection. I prefer working out and skiing to playing video games. But that's a personal preference, not a value judgment. I love that he put that in there. Like he already anticipated the, the, the pushback and he said, hey, you know, I had nothing. Guess I think it's actually a good pursuit, but it's not for me. Then he goes on to say, I, I happen to think that video games are an ideal means to help broaden the imagination of young people. And that's true. Except not so much these days, because it's like every kid plays the same couple of games, and, a lot of, and usually it's Call of Duty. And unfortunately, that they're not—they're not, they're not pro- they're probably not getting much value out of that, other than learning how to curse like a sailor. Well, think of it this way: What games did you play as a kid out in fucking backyards and shit? <laughs> you were playing. You were playing army. You were playing. Yeah. Cops and robbers. You were playing gun games. At least it's true. I was. Yeah, we did a lot. It's of, not much. We did a lot of pin the tail on the, on the donkey type of stuff too. Not the big one, but you know, we 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 had a lot more. T- For me, we had a lot more things that stimulated the imagination. We had like Play-Doh was really big. You know, put silly putty, the little uh, metal shavings. You know, put a beard or mustache on the guy thing. You know, um, yeah. You know, the Lego was big, Lincoln Logs, um, what do you call the, the metal, metal, uh, building blocks. One of them weren't really building blocks, but, uh, gosh, I can't remember. Erector, right? Yeah, the Erector sets. Yeah, those were great. You know, then much later on, Connects was a big thing. It's still kind of around. You know, but there was a lot of things that got you thinking. And I guess not, now you can say that that's Minecraft, right? Um, yeah. But I feel like uh, there's less variety now. Like, it's a lot more focus on certain spaces, right? There, were a lot more, there was a lot more stuff going on before. You know, you had Etch-A-Sketches and Speaking Spells and, you know, Plain Simon. You know, there's a lot more variety before. And now it's more about finding the one thing you really like or the two things you really like and then just being habitual with that. I think I think that's the paradigm shift. So I agree. Like it's always been cops and robbers and cowboys and Indians, right? That you know we're talking yeah. about decades and decades of American history, but it has degraded in the sense that the horizons aren't as broad as it used to be. You talk to a kid these days; they probably don't have very diverse interests. You know, I remember when I was a kid. Any, at any given time, you'd ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up. You know, I, I wanted to be a electrician, or I wanted to be a carpenter, or I wanted to be a handyman like my daddy. You know, I wanted to be an architect, a firefighter, a cop. Oh, I, yeah, I, I was all over the place. Now, like you ask the average kid, they're like, I don't know, or they'll say, I want to be a video game tester. You know, <laughs> I want to be a Twitch I wanted, streamer. I wanted to be a dinosaur. You wanted to be a dinosaur, dude. I was really yeah. into dinosaurs. I used to get the... What was, was it through Highlights? I think it was through Highlights Magazine. They had a 
separate magazine that was just all dinosaurs. Do you remember that? Was it? Was yep. that still around? Yeah. It was like the same. It was like the same twenty issues or something like twenty four issues because we had ordered it for my daughter when she was in kindergarten, and it was the same ones that I got when I was a kid. That's pretty cool, actually, because you could tell her about the memories you have with that. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh, man. It's I was so like it was intentional. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm okay with that. That's... Oh, man. That's so... That's, that's, I didn't know that. Man. It's one of the reasons why I liked Ark. Yeah. But I, I know... Pull some shitty yeah. business practices. Yeah. That, and that's kind of... Unfortunately, that's kind of where the industry has been heading into very questionable practices and nickel and diming. But... Yeah, I, you know, let, let, we'll get into that. Let's go to a there. very dark place. Um, what was I gonna say about that? We have a highlights magazine. Did you did your school do Troll? You remember Troll, the book service? Uh, I think it was called something different. It was scola- it was a Scholastic service. It was you got a head Scholastic. So it was like a paper, maybe like four to six pages catalog where you would order stuff off of it and then it would come to your school and then they would divvy it up yeah they uh, it was just scholastic yeah so they, they probably, didn't, have a, didn't have a special name for it they probably changed it yeah we used to, back in my day they used to call it troll by scholastic and you could order stickers they had the um, choose your own adventure books those were big the hardy boys nancy drew i'm, I'm dating myself here <laughs> yeah you're uh you're, you're not making a good case for yourself. That's all right. I'm, I'm okay with it. My hair left a long time ago. I don't care anymore. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I look at it. Oh, man. But that used to be like the highlight of the days. Like when you would notice that big old box was in, this, in, the, in the classroom, your homeroom. And you're like, that's our stuff from Troll. Oh, man. But something that teachers would be such cock teases. And like, they wouldn't divvy it up until days later. Even though we see the box there. <laughs> Sometimes we'd, we'd be scheming like, let's just get into the box and get it ourselves. <laughs> That's got to be half the fun of being a teacher. It's just fucking with kids. Oh yeah. That's why I'm not a teacher. <laughs> I, I've taught before. I did. Uh, I worked. Uh, I volunteered at, at our local Head Start Center. So you know the kids are like what four to six years old. Yeah. And um, that was fun. It's actually kind of kind of an emotional ride because the kids would get really attached to me for some reason you know I'd read them stories and we'd, we'd have you know goof around and stuff and I was a lot more engaging than some of the other people that were there and and then when like their parents would come I felt so bad because their parents would be like I don't want to I don't want to go with you I want to stay with you Omar <laughs> and I'm like oh um, uh, no you gotta go home with mommy and daddy <laughs> you, can't, you can't come home with me yeah, I don't want you. Yeah, cause kids are great when like you don't have to keep them. <laughs> yeah, when you have to keep them, they're like, ah, oh, I love you, but damn. But uh, yeah, I, I taught adult classes at uh, college. Uh, man, I've done a lot of stuff. I'm old. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you are. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, teaching is fun, I- man. But it's. I gotta say, like, those are, like, if there's anyone, any kind of profession you want to put on a pedestal is teachers. At least the teachers that actually give a shit. A lot of them don't. 
The other one I would say I, is also nurses. A lot of nurses fucking suck. Yeah. I've definitely, uh, I, I too have done a couple of teaching classes. I taught a, uh, I taught art class, art classes to preschool kids. Oh, cool. That had to be fun. That's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, dude. It oh, sucks man. that you can't mock, it, it sucks that you can't mock the ones that are bad at art. Because <laughs> that would just be, that, that, that's a dick move. <laughs> but it's funny to think about. It is. <sighs> but uh, like I said these are the reasons why I'm not a teacher. See, the nice thing about the educational, you know, the education career path is that you don't have to do it full time. You could there's always opportunities like you could do speaking engagements, uh, corporate workshops, certificate classes. You know, there's all kinds of opportunities. You know, you could do here and there as you're available. And they're always looking for people because so many people just cancel last minute or just flake out <laughs> yeah alright so back to uh, Adam West's uh, op-ed oh man this beer yeah this beer has been going pretty I'm pretty nice right now man alright excellent excellent that's a good uh... we'll get your real opinions on uh, E3 <laughs> like I said once we get to the E3 it's, it's mostly gonna be your show to be honest I only have a few comments on it Alright, so uh, Adam West goes on to say, uh, Take the character of Batman. Our show still draws heavy ratings, and this is 1983, whenever it's shown. And I'm pleased that today's relatively sophisticated audiences, well, he's way too flattering, <laughs> enjoy the unique meld of action and humor we had in every episode. Yet, I'd like to see a video game which features Batman as he was conceived back in 1939, a shadowy creature of the night. How funny is that? He That's what he wanted, and that's what ended up coming to be. But it didn't happen that's until much later. Because he knew people wanted it before anyone even decided, yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Because everyone looked at the... Because unlike him and his forward, the, the people who were forward-thinking, they saw it as a kid's, kid's medium. It's like, oh, that's for, right. that's for babies. Comic books. Oh, it's for kids. Yeah. That's an American thing, because, like, in Japan, like, anime is a very serious thing, you know? So, that's interesting. But, actually, I gotta be fair. The NES Batman games were actually really serious. A- and the 16-bit ones, too. Um, they did portray the, the darker Batman, so... So, it, it did come to be, but it still took, you know, a few years before it came, it came around. Alright, so he writes also, um... Once again, I, pers- I personally would rather play that part than play the game. But for all the people who don't have that option, video games are a great way to experience the thrill and challenge of being such an extraordinary figure. Needless to say, adventure characters, this is a big takeaway right here, I think. Uh, Needless to say, adventure characters should be just one facet of video gaming. In the same way a painting allows us to gaze upon the faces and souls of people from another age, or a book permits us to linger on the thoughts of great figures from history and fiction, video games can expand our awareness of the world as it is, was, or might be. The medium is still in its infancy, but we read this again in a few years and see if this prediction hasn't come true. As video game video gaming grows, we will grow. Oh man, I love that. Yeah, he's spot on. Yeah. Like 
for someone that's not in the industry to have a better grasp than a lot of people that are in the industry, that's kind of telling. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, you know, uh, he's gonna be missed. And already, you know, where uh, people are talking about other people that are up there in the years. I know Betty White's in her nineties, right? Who yeah. says she's probably gonna be next? Dick Van Dyke Richards isn't dead. Yet. Who? Which one? Keith Richards. Oh God, yeah. <coughs> that's a good one. Uh, how about um, Dick Van Dyke? He's another one that's just—he's been old for as long as I've been alive. <laughs> do you do you always remember him with gray hair? Yep. <laughs> Damn. So you remember him um like the diet. I didn't even realize it was him in I didn't even realize it was him in Mary Poppins. I or, had no uh, idea. Or Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. <laughs> BFT BFT says uh Betty White's not dying, she's a freaking Terminator. Dude, I know. The, the day's coming, man. Heck, Everyone my grandmother <clears throat> My grandmother, I'm losing my voice here. My grandmother just hit 90, and I'm like, man, I need to go visit her before she she moves on. <clears throat> so like, do it. Yeah, I, yeah, I need to like it's like, like that kind of thing. Like when you think about that, it's kind of nerve wracking because you know family is really important to me, and I'm like, you know, you always put off stuff, right? And then yeah. it's like the only way you really get family together, I. Is by having like a, you know, you have a, an emergency, you know, you have a funeral, and then all of a sudden everybody's united, and it's kind of yeah. tragic. Like these days, that's the only time I really see all my cousins, aunts, and uncles, and someone dies. And I'm like, damn. Is that once the family disperses out, that's just how it is most of the time. Yeah, it's not easy. Just it's not easy to just justify dropping everything you have going on and going elsewhere. That's what happens when you're an adult, unfortunately. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. So I'm, I'm hoping... Maybe in the winter, I'm going to try to make a trip out to Puerto Rico and catch up my family out there. Rent a car and explore the island. It's changed a lot since i last been there. <clears throat> Hopefully uh, avoid some of the riots that are going on because of the economic crisis over there. It's a, it's a mess in Puerto Rico right now. Yeah, they got the... They got some problems. Yeah. They're trying to... I heard that they were uh, attempting to petition to become a state. Yes, and it's, it was a majority vote, but they only had a 20% but voter turnout. <laughs> because the opposition had come out and said, if you don't want to be a state, just don't vote. So that's even more damning than it being like a 60-40 vote. Because you got 80%, 80% of the people didn't vote. And even if they were neutral on it, even if they didn't care if it's a state or not, that automatically counts as a no. It's a smart move by the opposition. Yeah. And honestly, it'd be a bad move to accept it as a the 51st state right now. Given the economic issues that they're having, they would just become a automatic welfare state on top of the already depleted welfare state of the United States. Yeah, I hate to say it, but as, as good as it would be in long term, they're going to have to just tough it out on their own. Maybe, yeah, uh, I don't know, if maybe a stimulus package. I don't know what, what they got to do. Um, and it, it's so weird because Puerto Rico has all these tech companies that are moving over there. They got crazy tourism. So, like, the money is coming in. It's, it's 
clearly money mismanagement and a vast need of a government audit. Yeah. The checks and balances. We learned that in school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, you know, let's jump right into it. Before we go off on another tangents, let's get into the E3 talk. E3 2017. I guess it's officially over now, right? Because that, there's no more uh, floor events or anything. I think they closed up everything, right? Yeah, I think it ended. Uh, I think last night was wrap-up. Well, because they have the they have basically like three days of media events and then two days of like general public all access type of things, right? The, the general public stuff is the uh, the less interesting stuff. They're not going to drop any bombshells then. Yeah, it's, it's basically just booths and come try out what we already talked about. Yeah, it's like hey, come look at Mario's sweet sweet hair. <laughs> Well, um, I saw a lot of, like, tweets and uh, Instagram posts and just general buzz about people complaining about the general public access. Because this year, it didn't have to be media, you know, or industry person uh, t- in order to get into the event. And I'm talking about access to the pressers as well. So they were able to get into the press conferences. And the general consensus used to be, everybody was like, Next year, don't make it open to general public. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> so I thought that was yeah, interesting. I can understand. I can understand the frustration. But what they should do is, I don't know if they did this or not, but the press should get first priority over everyone else. See, for and- getting to the into the events, and then from there, whatever's open, the people can get into, get some spots there. But it's not. It's not Comic Con. It's an industry event. Yeah, so and uh, they should make they they should make it less of a spectacle if they don't want it to be as much of a general public wanting to get in. And that's the thing. If you make it, if with all of the hoopla around it, the all the booth setups and everything, it's not. It doesn't come across as just being a media event. Did I lose you for a second? Did you say something after that? So it doesn't come across as a media event with how big of a production it is. There we go. I figured out the problem why uh, why you were signing Timmy. I had a cable going bad. Oh, that explains it. There we go. Oh, man, now it's on crystal clear. Oh, baby. Beautiful. So, yeah, yeah. And that's the interesting thing, like... I've had trouble getting excited about E3 because I felt it was too heavy on the business side. It was too heavy on on getting the shareholders excited rather than catering to the fans. So now they're trying it's, to open it up more, right? By catering more to the fans, all you're doing is hyping out games earlier than you should. That's true. Like, for a perfect example. Don't Nintendo. say it! Okay, I thought you were say it. Okay, we're good. Perfect. No, Nintendo. <laughs> showing, they could have been just fine showing the Samus Returns remake for the DS. Yeah. That would have been perfectly fine because that's coming soon. But then they have to push it a step further and then they show the Metroid Prime 4 title screen. Just the fucking title card and it says in development. That's not for the industry. That doesn't do anything for your shareholders. That doesn't help you at all. 
all that does is just generate some buzz, some hype for a game that's probably three years out. Yeah. I mean, that just... And even then, that'll turn around and bite you in the ass because the people who you're teasing it out to are going to get pissed that it's not out yet. That's true. They started a clock now. Yeah. But I mean, and we'll get to that, but I mean, it's nice that they're at least listening because that's something we've been asking for. Didn't they announce two Metroid games this E3? Yeah, they, they announced two. They're, they're remaking Metroid 2, uh, Samus Returns, for the DS. Oh. Things for the DS might also be for the Switch. Okay. Don't check that. That's the one that uh, was on the game. It's coming out for the 3DS. Yeah. That's the one a lot of people missed. I still that's... have that somewhere. That was a good game. Yeah. It's a big deal. Because like, a lot of times people think about the follow-up to Metroid as uh, Super Metroid. Super Metroid. But honestly, that game, to me, was the same Metroid game, just with better graphics. Yeah, it was a better version of Metroid 1. Yeah. And now that it's coming now that it's coming to the 3DS, that gives a lot of people the option to play a game that was probably made 10 years before they were born. <laughs> yeah. And it's a Game Boy game, so good luck finding something that can play a fucking Game Boy game. Oh, God. Metroid Fusion is another one everybody should play. And you know what? Fusion I'm gonna... Was... You like Fusion? Fusion was great. That was the one on the uh, for the Advanced. Yep, yep. That's the one that also tied into the original Metroid Prime. It had an import. Mm-hmm. It had the uh, the Shadow Samus. Yep. Oh, man. Which, as much as I'm kind of upset that or I can't get hyped about Nintendo bringing Super Metroid or uh, Metroid Prime back because they didn't show me anything but a title screen, I loved the Prime series. Like oh, yeah. everyone else. Yeah. And I think when they brought it over to the Wii, I think I felt like that really showcased how the Wii's motion controls can work and work well. Nobody else fucking did it. <clears throat> Nobody else used the Wii controls like that, but Metroid did. And that game, that series, can and should go down as some of the best from current era gaming. So they had a lot to live up to with 4. Oh, yeah, there's a huge... The bar's been set really high. Because I can't it's, think of any... All the Metro Pride games, as far as I'm concerned, top-notch. Yeah, and then they had the... What is it? It was Other M that came out after that. <laughs> which just immediately plummeted that bar back down to zero. Well, no one thinks about that game, because wasn't that done by Team Ninja or whatever? Yeah, Team Ninja did it, but it's still a Metroid game. Yeah. It sucked. But I think people forget about that. Like, they don't consider that canon. <laughs> By the way, BFT, you mentioned a good point. Uh, that Fusion is actually the last game, story-wise, for Metroid. Man, let me tell you. you know, we're jumping ahead, because I had this in the show notes further up ahead. But um, since we're already talking about it, if the Switch could sell me on, a, on their controller, and I don't want any fucking... Touchscreen bullshit. Just a regular good controller with dual analog, right? They have Some that. Of them, all right. The, uh, they have the pro. They have the pro controller. You can get that. Okay, so we're good there. But it, but I want to feel it and really be convinced that it's the controller for me, right? If I get sold it's on just that, like the, uh, it's like the Xbox One controller. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna hold you to that, bro. 
<laughs> if I touch this thing and it doesn't feel the same way, I'm going to be sad. Texture-wise, it might not be, but shape-wise, it is. All right. The other thing is, I, I, I still feel like they need to work on the online stuff. But I guess I could probably make concessions there because, let's be honest, the main reason you get a Nintendo console is to play the great single-player games, right? So... I, I'd say Nintendo is more about fun games you can couch co-op. Okay, yeah. I get down with that. That's always That's always been my... My reason for buying most Nintendo consoles. Well, here's my other lately. thing. Here's my other thing, too. I think about the Switch, and I'm thinking about it more seriously now. Because you're really hyped about it, and obviously they did yeah, really well in E3. I wasn't hyped about it. I, I really, I was skeptical and reserved about buying a Switch until okay. this E3. Okay, so that, 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 that put you over the edge. It really put me over the edge where I'm like, I, I need to get one of these by the end of the year. I'm not buying in on the Amiibo hype, because those are stupid, but the the games that they brought out this year and teased at towards the future, Nintendo, their core games, the games that Nintendo makes, yeah. will be enough to buy the system. And then anything else the third parties tack on, perfectly fine. Just like It'll be just like the Wii U. But see, it's all about, here's the other thing. One, I think about this, it could be the perfect living room console for my family, right? And it could be something where we could just goof around together on some games, right? Yeah. But then I think about it as, like, that's a really delicate system, if you really stop to think about it. So all I need is one of the little ones just going up there like... You know? And <laughs> well, that... I might have to put up it, a show. We made it so you could throw a uh, fucking controller through your TV. Yeah. And everyone, every house has at least one of those. But I feel like the Switch, you wouldn't want it on your entertainment center or your TV stand. You'd want it up on a shelf. I I, I just feel like there's just too much tech in there. If there are small children around, yes. If there are small children around, you don't want anything within their reach. I don't care what system it is. Well, I mean, the big boxy Xbox One is a lot more resilient that little switch. Let's be honest. Let's drop. Let's drop both of them and see which one comes out on top. Right, but the you you know you're assuming a, a four or five year old has the power to lift up an Xbox One and, and, and throw it far enough to make a difference. The switch they can no. fart on it and they'll fly. <laughs> That's the difference. So a drop test mm-hmm. wouldn't apply there. <laughs> the thing is, the 3DS can take a fucking beating. Oh yeah, that it does. Those, those are so. But why see, wouldn't Nintendo have that in their mind? In mind with the Switch. See, but the thing is, I feel like they have a different QA process when it comes to their handheld systems. Like I feel like Nintendo that produces the DS and the Game Boy Advance and the all, all those type of systems is different from the one that produces the consoles. It's like they have different on a different R and D process. So, I, I don't know, I need to get some hands-on with it to really formulate a proper opinion, but that's what I've seen to date. I did not think about that wear and tear factor when, you know, designing yeah. the, the, the home consoles. But with the handhelds, um, they, they think about it. They didn't have to think about it with the home consoles, because where are you going to drop a fucking console? 
With the Switch, I would certainly hope that they took that in mind because they planned on making it a mobile device as well. Exactly. Have you have you got your hands on one yet? I have not played one yet outside of like at a store where it's bolted to the display. Ugh, so you can't move it around, yeah. Yeah. No, I'll be I'll be buying one by the end of the year. Oh man, this is gonna be expensive year because it the Xbox One X, I'm really excited about that, but then that means also getting a four K TV, yeah. which I haven't jumped on the board yet. I know, I know. I know you're not Here's the thing. The, but the, the switch I, I the might do it. Of a, the point of a console is the exclusive games. One hundred percent it's the exclusive games. It what, used to be. It used to that, be. That, what's the point now? It's still the point is the exclusive games. What's the difference between an Xbox and a PlayStation? To me it comes down now to Cause none, none of the exclusives really tell me. For me, everybody has one or two huge exclusives. That's not enough to buy a console. So then it comes out to what are your friends on? How's the online experience? And do you like the peripherals? That's for me. That's what it comes down to. I can't stand the PlayStation yeah. controllers. They make me want to freaking just throw my head through a window. <laughs> I will use. I will use a PlayStation controller. Every opportunity I get, I have one connected to my computer right now to play Steam games with. The PS3 controller is my favorite controller ever made. PlayStation 3? So, yeah, the PS3, the 1, 2, 3. The, that same one, because they didn't change it, was great. The PS4, I'm still meh. Um, You're talking about the DualShock 3? Yeah, I think that's what it's called, the... I have one the of new those. One, the one that's the, for the PS4. It's a little bit wider. It's a little bit. It's got that big touchpad in the middle of it. It's stupid. It's not my favorite, but yeah, we got we got one in the house. I see what they're trying to do with it. It's pretty neat in concept, but in execution, it's like eh. I just I don't know. For me, like I don't have huge hands, but I'm using that. It's like, it's like built for really tiny hands. My hands cramp up. Like carpal tunnel kicks in. And I'm like I can't I can't do this. <laughs> I but, don't know. What I was getting at was every game you can get on the Xbox, you can get on the Windows 10 store, or you can get on Steam. Yeah, that's what you're saying. And you can play with people who have an Xbox One. Yeah. So, what's the point of buying an Xbox One? Convenience. I'm a big PC gamer, and I still lean toward my Xbox One, because it's convenient. That's the simple... I will agree with you, but if you have... A 4K setup, what purpose... I just... I don't see the purpose of the the Xbox One in comparison to the PS4 or the PS4 Pro. We'll, we'll definitely get to want, that. And, and you know, yeah. we're talking about this. The buzzwords this, this E3 were 4K, VR, and exclusive. Yeah. Now, VR, we didn't hear as much as we expected, and you and I both kind of predicted that that was going to kind of fall off. They're still pushing for it, but not as hard. Yeah, they're pushing they're, they're pushing VR as hard as I expected them to. I honestly, with, uh, with the Beseda conference, I expected them to have VR for Wolfenstein, the new Wolfenstein they're putting out. Oh, that looks good. It looks interesting. I'll definitely get that. <laughs> it looks interesting. <laughs> Alright, I'll take that. Because the last Wolfenstein was not bad. The New Order was a alright game. 
it was definitely a good return to form for Wolfenstein, same way they did with uh, Doom the next year. So I trust that they're going in the right direction. Yeah. But it's a sequel. Well, you know, at this point, I really would say I have full confidence in anything it puts out now that they're under the Bethesda umbrella. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're you're not wrong in putting that putting that faith there because now that they have that Bethesda budget, now they have that Skyrim money. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Skyrim. I know that GameCube's just it's it's free Here's money the for them. They're printing out money at this point. Skyrim wasn't even the best fantasy RPG mm-hmm. when it came out. I agree. Dragon Age Origins was better, and yeah. if it wasn't for the mod community, that game would have been dead. Dead. Yeah. Especially with all the fucking technical issues it had. Yep. I don't know why anyone who bought it on PS3 is giving Bethesda their money anymore. Because yeah. I think that I think the game is still broken on PS3 today. <laughs> and, and I don't think all the DLC works. Honestly, as someone has been playing Elder Scrolls for a long time, I still think Oblivion is a better game. As far as Vanilla Oblivion compared to Vanilla Skyrim, I think Vanilla Oblivion wins, personally. I will only... When when judging a game, you can't judge the mods as well. Yeah. You can only judge the vanilla, because that's what the company produced. Yep. So if you look at it and say, oh, wow, Skyrim's amazing. No, it was subpar. The mod community made it amazing. Now, the exception is if it's a sandbox type of game where UGC, user-generated content, is at the core of the experience, like a speedrunners or N+, where a lot of the stuff you play, or, or Happy Wheels, where a lot of the stuff you play are user-created things. Or, if you want to take it further back, Warcraft 3, where Dota, Dota got its start, you know? Well, uh, that's... Those those types of games, like your Gmods and stuff like that. Yeah, your mod, yep. Yeah, those, are, those are different... A different thing, but a full-on RPG, a giant yeah. open-world RPG. Yeah, exactly. That's a huge production. You, you can't judge that the quality of the game based on what the modders have done. No, I agree. Because that that's setting up the expectations for the next Elder Scrolls game too high, I think. If yeah. you're expecting your fully modded Skyrim to be what the next Elder Scrolls game is going to be... You are you're you're asking too much, and now that they're bringing back the uh, the paid mods, oh, it's yeah. gonna be even worse. And I would not be surprised if Bethesda decided to just throw all this support behind Elder Scrolls Online, and maybe not ever release another Elder Scrolls game. That's crazy to say, but it's it's crazy. But it you look at look at some of the other companies. Look at, like, uh, we'll just say Valve, for example. They've been so successful with Steam, they mm-hmm. don't have to do much for games. Yeah. But then you look at, like, Bethesda, and they're kind of... That Skyrim department's in the same type of boat. Because what do they really have to do? They just... Every time someone makes a new mod, more people are buying that game. They can focus on Elder Scrolls Online if they wanted to and really make that into something that people want to play. Good luck. <laughs> MMOs are not 
MMOs aren't the new hotness anymore. It's not That's true. the thing that people are getting excited about. Which is interesting because we saw some MMOs revealed during E3, one of which was uh, Black Desert. Which, you know, it's a beautiful looking game. I like the, you know, anime style. And, uh, I think it's been around for a little while now. It has been. But, you know, again, to console gamers who are pure console gamers, it's going to be the hot new thing. You know? I mean, if you look I don't at. I because I don't, I'm not sure how well games like Neverwinter did on console, so I don't. See, I was just going to say that. Neverwinter is actually doing really well, relatively speaking. Yeah, I, it actually I had a resurgence with cons. Yeah, as far as hard number, I'm going to tell you right now. But every time I go into Neverwinter, gave it away for free. Yeah, that's possible. But I mean, every time I go into Neverwinter, that game is always bustling, man. And I actually really enjoy that game. Like, as dated as that game seems at times, that world is so alive, and it's just so much to keep you busy. Neverwinter is a game I, I wish I had more time to put into. And I, and I actually, I, I, I enjoy that game so much, I feel guilty that I'm not spending money on it right now. That's how good it is to me. <laughs> I really do. I feel kind of dirty. I'm like, ah, I'm a fucking cheap fuck. I really should put some money into this just to keep this game alive. So I encourage anyone that's enjoying that game, you know, buy a mount or one of the crystal packs or something. I don't know. Because yeah, I, I think that's a, that's one of the better games out there as far if you're into MMOs and you want that more expansive universe type of thing, I would definitely say give Neverwinter a try. It's a good game. And they're constantly putting out new expansions for that for free. Um, in fact, you know, I must I love Elder Scrolls Online, I'm like, you know, Elder Scrolls Online obviously has more polish and everything, but Neverwinter is, is right behind it in terms of quality, and it's a free game. Well, See, it seems free to like play. Right now, it seems like right now the MMOs that everyone's looking up trying to catch up to is Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy XIV. Because I think Square put in quite a bit of work to get that to a point where it's an acceptable game. Yeah. Even still, it's an MMO, and (laughs) people don't have that kind of time or attention anymore. Yeah. See, that's one one thing. Just to stop you real quick. One thing that Neverwinter does to separate itself, it's the kind of game you could jump in and out real quick. And, like, you'll feel... Personally, I feel satisfied if I'm just, like, riding around and goofy around in Neverwinter. You know, you could just say, hey, I'm just going to log in and fight the dragon and then log off. You know? Yeah. And then then when you fight the dragons, it's, like, you know, 50 or 100 players fighting that same dragon because it's a big boss, you know? So, that's something that a lot of MMOs... The, um, that's one thing I do really miss about the MMO aspect is because it's such a... You feel like a large group. Yes. You actually feel like the community aspect of... And the persistence the of the universe. Section. The persistence of the universe. Like, having that sense that even when you're not on, there's stuff going on, and you jump into mm-hmm. it in, in like midway or whatever. That's a cool feeling, like... That's something that's really hard to recreate anywhere else. So, they're still gonna have a place, you know. Cause, you know I'm just as big of, I'm just as hard on, on MMOs as you are, and uh, but uh, never went to well, like one we remember the treat. We remember when the Koreans were pumping out MMOs. <laughs> they still are. On the daily, there were like 16 new ones. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that was. A lot of them still around. Though. A lot of them still around. Maple Story. Uh, yeah, NS. Mabinogi. NS Soft or it's like NS or NC Soft. Um, a lot of them. A lot of them went free to play. Yeah, NC Soft was one of my favorites because I did City of Heroes and City of Villains, and, and they were supposed Ion to do and lineage. Ion, yeah, lineage. Oh god, lineage. But uh, City of Heroes was my favorite by far. I think Lineage Two just went free to play recently. Really. Like, huh. within the last year or two. Might have to jump back into that. Okay. Um, the other one is... Anyway. Um, not NCSoft. Oh, what's the other one? It does Gunbound and a bunch of other games. Uh, they do Combat Arms. Nixsoft? Nick, is that the name? Not Nixon. 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 That's their name. That's another one. Big one. And I think they're, they're based out of Korea as well. So they're still going strong. Though their formula tends to be more of let's bite off what everyone else is doing and just do it cheaper. <laughs> or it's let's see how much we can make an okay game and then nickel and dime the fuck out of them. <laughs> yeah. Because it's an MMO and servers are expensive. Yeah. Mobile games are actually worse on that than the MMOs these days, I find. <gasps> Ooh, excuse me. But... Yeah, it's an interesting landscape, man, because you still have Warcraft trying to hang on, and, you know, I think it's still the number one MMO out there. Because, you know, it's got the brand yeah, power. Even then, they were they were hemorrhaging people for years, and I'm, yeah. I think they're at the point now where it's not so much that they aren't losing people anymore, it's just that the mass exodus has stopped. The people who are playing are the ones who will continue playing. Yeah. I wonder how long until they finally go free to play. <laughs> no, Blizzard will never do that. That's what that's what we say. Or at least uh EA won't or not Activision won't do that. That's true. That's but it's Activision's like, MO. They will bleed it to death. But I love the I, you know, I love the Warcraft universe, but then when I think about all the free MMOs that are out there, I'm like, why would I pay for this? <laughs> I don't want to see Elf it's, Booty that bad. It's a objection. It, it's an objectively better experience as far as our, as far as MMOs go for some of them. But and I always thought Warcraft was World of Warcraft was never even in the top five of RPGs I was looking at. Oh yeah, well yeah, it's a, as a. As a um, RPG, it pales in comparison. But as an MMO, I think it's still I think it still leads the pack. Ah, take a look at Final Fantasy fifteen. <laughs> I or do fourteen rather, not fifteen. I do like the 15, crafting. Buy it and play it. I do like the crafting in the Final Fantasy MMO. So, but I'm scared to go down that road. And it's, it's subscription-based, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's subscription. I think it's 15 a month. I had a code for, like, three months free, and I, I think I'm, I meant to give it away, and it's probably expired by now. Oh, well. You're lying. You put it in your pocket, and you kept it. No! <laughs> I hate for it to go to waste. on eBay instead. Yeah, it would suck. Oh, yeah, BFT says it's twelve ninety nine or fourteen ninety nine a month. It's, it still okay. amazes me that there's still people doing that, like... 
like uh, yeah, like Elder Scrolls Online is free to play, but they had the plus. That's an optional thing. That's fifteen a month. But it's, you know, I don't it's know. A, it's a good tactic so that they really don't fracture their user base. If everyone's just paying, then it's not pay to win, and it's not you're just you're. It's not you. How much money you have in real life will dictate how well you do in the game, and that's true. Yeah, same thing, pay to win. Why couldn't you just have cosmetics be the premium stuff? You know, because at that point, it then becomes why am I wasting my money, <laughs> dude? There's people that would spend a thousand or two thousand a month on bullshit on a on a game that they love. Like I've known those people. You and I will have the sense to go. Why am I doing this? But don't 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 take it for granted that people will blow their money on bullshit. Um, I I know that people will waste their money on stupid shit. I'm not an idiot, but I think that subscription model it's probably long term going to keep you invested longer. Like you're going to feel guilty if you don't play and you're paying twelve. 15 bucks a month for it. That's true. Like, it, it, it creates a sense of urgency for you. Yeah. Yeah, I get down with that. There's there's some logic. There's some logic there. Mm-hmm. MMOs. Mm-hmm. MMOs. No one cares about that anymore. Moving on. <laughs> moving, moving on. Alright, what else else we got here? We got, uh, so some of the stuff the community was pointing out was Anthem, which you were saying was, it seems like a lot, like a a stab at Destiny. It's absolutely what it is. It's Destiny done by Bioware. Which, you know what? And then we just go through real quick. I know we went off on tangents, but I feel like it's gonna do well because Destiny pretty much doesn't exist on any other platform other than Sony. Exclusive. Uh, going full... Exclusive they're going story? Though. Yeah, they're going for multiplayer, but exclusive story, multiplayer content, like on Sony, like Which, what? It just leads me to wonder why Sony didn't pony up an extra couple of million and just make Destiny an exclusive. Yeah, right. That's what I I, I agree with that. Like, why give us the same? Why give everybody else a, a fucking shitty yet. version of Destiny? They have to wait what a year. To get story and multiplayer content, single player and multiplayer content? Are you fucking kidding me? That's when Sony should have just put the money down on the table, made it exclusive. But no, like three, because three, three to six months exclusivity, fine, right? I'm cool with that. But a year? They did the timed exclusive with uh, with it last time too. But I thought it was just like exotic weapons and shit like that. But yeah, I don't before story based. Exactly, before it was just like uh, a couple of strikes and a couple of weapons and armor. Like shit you would have really missed. Oh, okay, I don't get to have the fucking blue moon whatever the fuck it is. It was the hawk moon. The hawk and moon. Even <laughs> and I was on PS I was on PS4 and I still didn't get the hawk moon before my friends on Xbox got it. Yeah, so because RNG hates me. <laughs> We've established and that's that. That's all that game is. Yeah, but then again, I mean, you love Borderlands, and that's the same thing in Borderlands. So then you get some shit drops in Borderlands. Here's the thing with Borderlands: there are 
hundreds of silly but viable weapons. It's true. A lot more variety, too. Yeah, there's... there's, Between legendary guns, there's anywhere from 6 to 15 different versions of them. Yeah. Destiny didn't have that. Yeah, Destiny, and, and there's you can slight, roll different stats, but slight, yeah, yeah, it's very slight. slight yeah, different stat rolls, but it's not like you get a different sight on the gun or a different fucking barrel on the gun that does something completely different. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't. There were some. There were some guns in Borderlands that were heralded as yeah, heralded the <laughs> double penetrating unkempt herald as an example. Everyone sought for that one because it was the best possible roll of that gun, and it was just devious. Yeah. But even if you didn't if you didn't use pistols, there were other weapons for you. In Destiny, you had like five builds, maybe six that were viable. Yep. yep. And everybody had to have a fucking, uh... Ah, oh, it's a fucking rocket launcher. Gallahorn. 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 That, was, that was the big issue for a while, and then they nerfed yeah. it, and that was about when I... That was when I tapped out at that point. Yeah. Like, no, you... It made me mad because when you're nerfing stuff based on PvP, yeah, and the PVE people I mean, suffer. Eventually, eventually everyone's going to get a Galahor. If you keep doing that raid, you keep doing the missions. Eventually, you're going to get one. So it, yes, it did at one point become a have and have not situation. But there were plenty of people who didn't have it, and there were plenty of people who weren't dicks about it. So you could still group up and go do things. But you don't nerf stuff in PvP in PVE because the PvP side of the game is what is most popular now because you gave a shit story. <laughs> and because it's damn near impossible if you don't have five friends with that game to run a raid properly. Oh god, yeah. But yeah again, Anthem is not I, I can understand why people are hyped for it. It looks cool. It looks like Crisis and Destiny. It really does look like Crisis. That's what I thought of more than Destiny. It's Crisis and Destiny had a baby done by Bioware, so they're going to at least try to put a story in there that is coherent. Yeah. They they might succeed, they might not, and it'll still be better than Destiny's story. You know what? I can give two shits about the story. Just make the gameplay fun, to be honest. (laughs) I I have no expectations for the story. like, but when I saw that, I said, did, did EA take over the Crisis license? What? But, yeah, the thing is, Bungie knows how to make a first-person shooter. Which is why Destiny was so good, because everything felt incredible. That game was, at its core, fantastic. There was nothing more satisfying than jumping through the air, chucking a knife into a dreg's forehead... Getting that one hit kill, turning around, and then chucking another knife at somebody else. That was beautiful. <laughs> so the question is, can can Bioware do that with a first person shooter? Mm. Can Bioware make it make a game that's that enjoyable? If they're smart, they'll focus more on the co op and single player side, not so much on the PvP. That's that really be, Destiny. That'd be really. Preferable. But the yeah. problem with that is, I understand why Destiny did what they did. I don't like it, but I understand why they did it. If you're going to focus heavy on the story and PvE, you need a lot more content for that yes. than you do for PvP. 
Right, and they're, and like they're shallow. They're shallow on the content, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah, you need leagues more for PvE, and it just... I don't see... I, I hope they'll do it, but I definitely won't be buying that game within the first year that it's out. Yeah. So, so some other thing, moving on from Anthem, uh, a lot of people are very hyped in the community about the, the 4K unified Minecraft. Is a free update. For really? People. Yes. Really? I, 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 I'm not one of them, but apparently a lot of people were really excited about that. Like, cross-play and 4K? I'm like, it's pixel art. Like, do you really care about the 4K at that point? <laughs> uh, it's know. Minecraft. I know, <laughs> I know. Minecraft is its own separate thing. It really I, is. I, I just let it exist off over there, because I, I may not... I, I just... I missed that. I missed that boat. I don't get it. It's not for me. Well, the, the cross-play part is interesting, because I play on a PC on Xbox One... That starts to get a lot more interesting when you talk about being able to play with anyone anywhere. But still, I mean, it's still Minecraft. So, what so, about the mobile? What about the mobile version of Minecraft on my fucking Samsung Tab Two? The same. Play with everybody. That's what they're saying. I I don't see how it could possibly happen without some kind of bottleneck. That's kind of hilarious. Yeah, uh, that's kind of hilarious. Uh, so you know, I mean, I guess. I mean, that's cool. I mean, it, the more... Again, this goes back to why would you buy an Xbox One when <laughs> it's now getting to the point where anything Windows-related you can then play with someone else on a Windows-based platform. Well, see, it's for, cool. Keep for me, the answer is simple. I don't want a Windows set on my computer. But I, I might multi-boot, but that's why, that's why I would go with Xbox One instead of a PC. Yeah, I wouldn't want Windows 10 either. <laughs> it was bad to support it at work, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of cool, but no. Yeah, we, I'm running Windows 7, and Good I think man. the closest I get to Windows 10 is like Windows Server Pack 2016. I think that's the newest one. Yeah, I think sounds the right. Newest iteration, the newest iteration of Windows Server Pack runs the uh, Windows 10, so I've dealt with it. I don't like it. <laughs> So, uh, people are talking about Forza 7. I mean, Forza is a solid series, but, I mean, it's, it's you know, really there's not much to talk about. Oh, it looks a lot more realistic. And to cool. me, like, Forza is like, you know, you either love, you love it as a tech demo or you love it because you're really into cars, and that's pretty much it. Now, Forza Horizon has a whole different story, but this is, like, the yeah. hardcore racing game. They're cool. I, it's, again, it's another one of those things I kind of, I always preferred like the the Need for Speed side of it, the more like arcade style Burnout. racing game. Burnout, yeah. Where I don't I don't want to have to think about the headers on my engine or the intakes <laughs> or, or some type of manifold or whatever. You need a cold no. air intake, man. My brain doesn't. I can fix computers. I can fix electronics. You, I I don't know what I'm doing with cars. Dude, so, you're, 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 just, it's not my world. Your differential's off by 0.5 millimeters. <laughs> like, wow, this is way too Whatever. involved. <laughs> That's well beyond me. Just give me, give me a Lamborghini and let me crash into things and we're perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. Um, 
Crackdown 3 is one of the things I was excited about, and a lot of people seem to be very excited about that. to be a launch title for the Xbox One X, which is interesting because the, the whole launch thing makes people think it's the next gen, but it's still a unified platform, so everything that plays on Xbox One, everything that plays on Xbox One X will be backwards and forwards compatible. It's all one ecosystem. Of course, if you have the Xbox One X, which is what used to be previously called a Scorpio, if you're not keeping up, uh, you'll, you'll get they the... Should <laughs> they should have kept it as Scorpio. Well, see, that's the thing, though. Like, it's a it's a project name. Remember when 90, Windows 95 came out, they called it Chicago? Did anybody really think they were going to release Windows Chicago? Like, honestly... No, but people thought that the N64 was going to be called the Nintendo Dolphin. That's true. People are also dumb. (laughs) They are. That's why they're not in marketing. I mean, I I love dolphins, but... If the Wii's name was the Revolution, (laughs) it would have still sold the exact same amount. That's true. In that case... But, you know, and I will say that I wanted to talk about that real quick. One of the things that made the Wii so special... I mean, there was a lot of things that had going for it. The, the looks of it, it was a weird hybrid of being a novelty, but also being useful, right? Mm-hmm. But then, it simply bridged the gap between the console generations, because your controllers and your games from the GameCube worked on the Wii. Brilliant! Right? Mm-hmm. This is a simple transition. So, like, I loved it, it. Oh, man, the, the Wii was just, I, I have to say, perfect. I can't think of anything wrong with it other than online being asinine, but that's Nintendo. They still feel the internet. That was two thousand. That was two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah, Nintendo yeah. still thinks the internet's kind of a, a, a fad. Yeah. It's gonna go away. <laughs> I think the Switch is probably gonna adjust that a little. But at that point, the PlayStation Network was still a joke, and Xbox three hundred and sixty, the Xbox Live was tolerable at that point. So the console's online gameplay, all of them were so-so. I think Xbox Live was probably the best of them then. Yeah. At this point now, I think Live and PlayStation Network are on par with each other. You think so? Yeah, with the PlayStation 4's launch... Now that they have, like, the group chat outside of the games and all that, that they fixed all the issues at this point now. They're both on par, I'd say. Yeah. I get down with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we mentioned already Black Desert's coming to the consoles, so you got another MMO flavor. And if you like, if you want your anime waifu, you got that. Um, I'm excited about Crackdown Wait. 3, but I won't get it too, too deep into it. You know, it's GTA with more action, you know, so that's, that's the thing. But I think the big it thing looks, that, what do you, what do you think? It looks good. It looks like the other Crackdowns, just better, which is what you would expect from a sequel. But Terry Crews is the, uh, <laughs> marketing, is the advertising face for it, so it automatically wins. That's so perfect. <laughs> Um, I hate that man so much. Really? Do you? Why? He's a world-class athlete. He's hilarious. You're jelly. He's a fantastic artist. Yeah? So... How can you live up to that, right? I I mean, he just... He's a freak. He's not... I I hate him. 
you shouldn't. Well, you know, to be fair, he's not very attractive in the face. I don't go that way, but if we have to give him a some, lose some points, he's tolerable in the face. But he's ripped like Jesus. So I mixed up for it, right? Like, oh, you, you got a butter face, but man, your body's great. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's kind of hit looking, but he's ripped like Jesus, so he, it, it balances it out. That's true. Yeah, it, he puts a lot of us to shame, I gotta say that. He makes everyone look bad. He does, he sits the bar it, too high. It, it's upsetting. We need him to die before uh, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. And Ma- Made in Shy White Wolf says, Some girls aren't into ripped. Just saying. See? Listen, if I were a girl, I'd totally be into ripped like Jesus. You know, I'd, I'd like, um... I personally, if I had to go that way, I personally would like someone pleasantly plump, but not, f- like, obese. Like, morbidly obese. Just a little bit of cushion for the pushing, you know? That's probably the way I would go. Ripped like Jesus. <laughs> she says... Love snuggles and love arm muscles, but that's all. Yeah, there you go. You know about flabby and you know about flabby and uh, arm muscles. Flubber, that's the word I was looking for. Flubber, remember Flubber? That's a thing. That's a movie. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, but I try to forget that, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, the big thing people were really going crazy about was the price point of the Xbox One X. Four ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. We pretty much said it was about Absolutely five six hundred. Yeah, we said it's about to be five six hundred. I they, thought it was going to be like three ninety nine to four fifty. I thought it was going to be the low end window, but well, it's taking a loss already on it. You got to think about the hardware that's, that's under the hood. The the price tag for it isn't terrible, and the people who were on the fence beforehand that five hundred bucks isn't going to push them one way or the other. I mean, people spend $500 a year on their fucking cell phones. Yeah. So it's not a huge not a huge leap to think someone's going to pay 500 bucks for an Xbox. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. There's people that... It's uh bad price point. There's people the that spend, that, uh, you know, over $100 a month on uh, Starbucks, so... Yeah. It just... When you're confronted with it being $500, people are going to be like, yeah. And then you really sit down and think about it. It's like, no, that's completely reasonable. Well, you know, the, which, the metaphor I use is simply this, you know. Um, you can drive a Honda, which is a great car. But if you want a Mercedes or a BMW, it's going to cost you a little more. If you want a freaking Porsche or Lamborghini, it's going to be a lot more. And this is a premium and, console, so... And those things aren't as unattainable as you think. Exactly. Exactly. But you have to make concessions for it. Yeah, you'll have to make sacrifices elsewhere. But the fact that it can do 4K and apparently competently do 4K, for 500 bucks, that's not a bad deal. I don't know what you could really do PC-wise to get a, something 4K, but... Well, yeah, just to, to get... Competent 4K. If you build it completely from scratch, you don't have a case or anything. You're probably looking at at least seven, eight hundred minimum. Yeah. To do it competently, and that's I'm being very generous. There's a lot. There's people like there's a PC literally said that like, not minimal, so far dollars. We got to put the liquid cooling, baby, baby, bear. 
or there's the other extremes. Like, nah, I do it for eighty bucks. Yeah. If you need a case, just put it in a pizza box. Yeah, you just stuff that falls off the exactly falls off the truck. You know, put it in a pizza box. You don't need, you need a case. You can just you know get a cardboard box. Yeah, exactly. So the thing about it, that people that get so they jerk off to to four K and all this stuff. It, it, it you think about it from a practical sense. The really the difference between 1080p and 4K in a lot of cases is very marginal. You know. I'd rather look at super sampling and higher frame rate so you have sharper images rather than just, you know, just pushing the resolution for the sake of pushing the resolution and have shit sampling. Here's here's the other, the bigger difference, though. When you're playing on a PC, how far are you from the screen? Right. And that's exactly the thing. Like, viewing this is is huge. You know, you're not going to notice, you're not going to notice the difference between 1080 and 4K from across the room. You just won't. So what's the resolution of a billboard? <laughs> exactly. Do you know? I like I like got a highway billboard? Yeah, highway billboard. Do you know what the resolution is on a highway ah, billboard? Those billboards are probably running at like if you had I probably measure a DPI, they're probably doing two, three hundred yeah. DPI. Fifty. Yeah. I figured the most DPI. Yeah, the most the most is, is two three hundred, yeah. And those look pretty crisp from viewing distance of the car, right? Because they're huge, and if, and you're looking for far away, exactly. So, 4K just doesn't do it for me, but yeah, you know what does? Either. The Guilty Gear team making a Dragon Ball Z game. Did you see that? The yeah. Dragon Ball Z fighting game? The Dragon Ball Z, Z Fighter Z, Z whatever? Fighters, yeah. yeah. Being made by the Guilty Gear team? That looks pretty good, I have yes. to say. Yes, please. Give me give me Goku in a soul bad guy skin. Rolling around fireballs. I hope it's And it's a two D plane. It's, it's a two yep, D plane, so that it should have good combos and then the bullshit you get for three D fighters. So yeah, I don't care if it's just guilty gear. I don't care if it's guilty gear with just a Dragon Ball Z skin. <laughs> you okay with that? I'm perfectly fine with that. The Guilty Gear games are fast and chaotic enough. Yeah, give I'm it with the you. Dragon Ball Z franchise because the the Xenoverse games are cool and all, but they're kind of tough to play at times. And the constant 3D, everybody flying around everywhere. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of stuff to keep up with. I still want to see Darkstalkers done up modern ages. Darkstalkers yeah. and Bloody Roar. Well, that's another good one. Yeah. Those would be cool, but I think those are long dead. Well, they kind of live on, sort of. Well, at least Dark Stalkers live on in Morgana, and that's it. Morgan. Morgan. That's her name, isn't it? Isn't it Morgan? Well, the little bat ear, the bat bat wings on her her hair. Yeah. They have a couple of characters. They have a few characters in in Marvel's Capcom from uh, Dark Stalkers. That was the other other, uh, announcement. That people weren't really surprised about because the leak beforehand, the uh, the character list for the fighters for Marvel vs. Capcom next one, yeah, which looks okay. I wasn't impressed with Street Fighter Four or Five, or even Marvel vs. Combat Marvel vs. Capcom Three. So, and no, still a Sony exclusive, so they can eat a dick. <laughs> Is it a Sony exclusive? I think so. It still is. Marvel vs. Capcom? Yeah. 
I'm butthurt about that. At least put it on PC. Jesus. Buy a fucking... You can get a PlayStation 4 for relatively cheap. My son has one. I just don't want to touch it. I might get cooties. (laughs) Stop being a bitch. Oh, you can get it on Steam, too. Yeah. I guess I'll play it. If it's on PC, I'll play it on PC. But that's one of those situations where I actually feel those games are generally tuned better to console than PC. A lot of fighting games that play on PC, man, they are such lazy ports, man. <laughs> Injustice was one of the rare exceptions, but so many fighting games on, on PC are just like, they don't even try. Uh, oh, you, yeah, you know what? Fighter, Naruto Shippuden was pretty good. good yeah, Street that was pretty good. good job. I played the beta of that. I haven't played the full game, that but that was already, pretty good. That game already played like it was... You were in mud anyway, so... <laughs> it really did. did. Uh, walking through my lasses. We didn't even get to the best part of the Microsoft press conference yet. What, Age of Empires the Definitive Edition? No one expected, but that's actually kind of cool. Oh, no, that was that was the EA one. That was the A Way Out. The, the guys that did Brothers... That looks good too. Doesn't uh, break the game. <laughs> no, I thought that was it's the artful escape. Artful escape. Yeah, that was a thing too. <laughs> they showed like ten seconds of footage of that game, and there was like, okay, and then artful escape. <laughs> I forget which conference that was. It's all a blur in my mind at this point. Um, yeah. I'm looking at my notes here. It was Xbox One and PC was the artful escape. You have to be right, yeah. The Artful Escape of Francis Vendetti. Oh, wait, that's the full name? The full title? Yes. Really? That's a mouthful. No one's going remember that. So everyone's just calling it The Artful Escape. By the way, I learned from the uh, Microsoft press event that it's not called Mojang, it's Ma Yang. They can call it whatever they want. They paid $2 billion for it. Yeah. Oh! So are we wrapping up the Microsoft event and then moving on to the other stuff? Is that what we're doing? We can, uh, yeah, we can wrap up on Microsoft and then. Well, I wanted to ahead. say the last night looks good. Code Vein looks really good. I love the art style on that. Code Vein's multi-platform. I know. I didn't say they it's just happened to show it at the Microsoft one. <laughs> but yeah, Code Vein. Code Vein looks like fucking Weeb Dark Souls, and I am in. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I wish I wish they picked a better font to use than uh, Bleeding Kansas, but that's okay. <laughs> that's perfectly oh fine. It's you sad that look. I know what you're talking about. Yep. You want to look oh. rugged and edgy? Go for it. But, <laughs> yeah, that one looks... That game does look good. I'm very interested. Dark Souls with waifus, I'm in. Because we didn't get any actual announcements from, from software, so... Dude, did we see some freaking elven booty in there? I could have sworn I remember seeing some elven booty in Code Vein. I'm gonna think about desert. Definitely some uh, some waifu action. There was some waifu action. Okay, I'm just making sure. I remember looking. I'm like, man, there's some hot girls in this thing. <laughs> um, but the big one for me as like a multiplayer guy is the Darwin Project. That you know, it looks like. You know, outside of the other buzzwords we talked about, I think the big player everybody's going for is uh, esports. And so. it was a Darwin project. They had a, a shoutcast actually come out. 
and like uh, shoutcast the whole thing. Like, oh, this is us. It's the last guy left. They're going after him. He's going for the stealth. He's going to go around the wide angle. He's going to try to flank up. Oh, but he thinks he's responding. Blah, 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 blah. That's how so based on based on your excitement from last year, this game's going to get shit canned. Oh, God. Is that a, sca- a scale bound reference? Yes. Boo. Because that's what Microsoft does to you, and yet you keep going back. It's a it's a abusive relationship. At least Sony eventually puts out the games they talked about. Well, in this case, it's a game that's based on multiplayer, so there's probably a better chance that it will stick around. And it's the and it's the uh, battle arena style hotness, which is popular right now. Yeah. So they're going to try to get that out as quickly as possible before that wave crashes. Exactly. So, this will be out sooner rather than later. People will start playing it. I'll get a small market share at least. Um, they're talking about a lot of... It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to pull people away from uh, PUBG. Yeah. Yeah, the Battleground uh, that game, hype. That game showed up. And it's not even just so much that it's naked hype anymore. The game's legitimately good. Yeah. So it, it has it has a lot to compete with to to catch up to it. So Yeah, because before you would you could say you could argue it was just a hot newness, but it seemed like it has actual staying power compared to a lot of other things that have been flavor of the moment. Um, yeah. Another thing people seem to be pretty big on is the State of Decay 2. That shows some promise. So, I think State of Decay 2, that's the... Uh, which one was that? GTA uh, zombie oh, game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I think Days Gone is going to overshadow that one. Uh, are they... Is that comparing apples to apples, you think? Zombie-type games? Yeah, probably not, but I think as far as the Sony side, I think Days Gone is going to overshadow a lot of games. Now, that that does look good, and I'm munching on... Have you seen yeah. these, um... They're called Pringles Sticks. Have you seen these yet? No. Do you like Pringles? So it's just... Pringles crushed up. <laughs> God, it sounds horrible. <laughs> Pringles dust. <laughs> the recycling the dust of Pringles that no one eats. Oh man. Yeah. They no. Um, a little bit of water, a little bit of flour, turn it into a nice paste, and then. No, it's a. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's like um, you ever had the Nutella. Little buckets where it has like a, one one compartment is the um, Nutella and the other the other compartment is just the sticks you dip in there. Yeah. So it's that just the sticks, and um, this particular flavor is called honey butter. Pretty good, man. Little like they're like really thin breadsticks, basically. It's tasty, man. And only a hundred calories per pack. Per stick. Enjoy. <laughs> it says per pack, damn it. They wouldn't lie in the packaging. They would lie in the packaging. Probably are. 
Alright, so I know we gotta start wrapping up soon, so let's talk about clip Sony. This off here and then I was gonna say we can clip this off here and then talk about Sony and Nintendo next week. You wanna do that? We can do that. I mean it is one thirty in the morning. Is it already? Really? Yep. Holy Hannah. Uh, <laughs> do we wanna talk about Bethesda anymore? I know we mentioned them a little bit before we wrap um, what- up. What's there really to say about <laughs> Bethesda other than VR, Skyrim, jerk off Skyrim some more, more <laughs> Skyrim, um... Oh, Fallout 4, VR. Fallout 4 VR. Fallout 4 VR. <laughs> um, Skyrim. Um... Quake Champions. Let's go shoot some Nazis. Oh yeah, what was Quake Champions. Two? Yeah, the, what Quake is it called? Quake the... looks great. What is it called? The next Colossus? Is that uh, what? The new Colossus? The new Colossus. That's it. That looks really good. But Quake, Quake Champions. How fucking awful <laughs> was that trailer? It didn't. It wasn't. Um, the, way they, the way that they portray esports, making it look edgy and tough, like they're all in a fucking warehouse with their. Computers. Oh, you're talking about the one with the with the. It's like a white background, and like they had like the girl with the piercings, like the snake bites on her lips. And then they had the other no, dude. Was, I don't think that was it. I, when they were actually announcing the uh, the the game itself, and they were like, "God, it was so bad." Because it's like they're just trying so hard to look tough. <laughs> like yeah, esports are real, real tough sports. Yeah, no, you're a bunch of nerds at a computer, <laughs> and then the amount of dust and dirt in that warehouse is gonna choke that computer out real fast. Stop it! <laughs> oh my god! Ah, you're killing me. I'm just saying. No, it's true. No, the one that that got me was. Like the cute, the cute Asian girl with the snake bites and the pierced nose, and then there was like the dude with the messy hair. I'm like, man, they're just going for all the freaking cliches they could go for. And they're like, and then mm-hmm. they announced the, um, I think it was like a million dollar prize pop for their esports thing for Quake Champions. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, I mean, bringing back, bringing back those actual battle arenas, those types of games. That's gonna be. Yeah, I hope that. Catches on more. Yeah, I'd like to see some variety in that space. Yeah, because those that map design is more. You have more encounters with other players rather than just running around and just one waiting to see if you'll eventually run into someone. Yeah, keep so. it small, keep it close, keep it confined. Yep, force the force the action. And I think honestly, I still think it is one of the best companies when it comes to level design. I can't think of anyone else that really does what they do when it comes to that. So you'd have to dig in and see if it's like a specific... It's got to be like a specific group of people. Yeah. So there's like... Like a handful of like individuals that know how to make those maps and make them well. And then when they leave, like you have to track them. (laughs) Yeah, and then that's when... When they leave, that's when one game starts to slip and then the company that they go back to or they go to after that starts picking up speed and everyone's like hmm I wonder what happened cause yeah, these cause guys on the back end that you don't know shifting around are like making the power play moves yeah cause if you think about it 
John Carmack moved on, but they're still doing all right. So obviously he wasn't as as critical to the team as we had thought. You know, it's like people tend to overstate how important Steve Jobs was for Apple. But now here's where I disagree. Okay, with Steve Jobs anyway. Apple didn't really start dropping that ball on the computer side until Jobs died. As far mm. as phones went, sure, they're as competitive as everyone else in the market. Computers, they that is very obviously not their main focus anymore. So you're saying Steve Jobs helped them push that? Yeah, Steve Jobs was about the computers and keeping the pro machines pro. Which, if you saw their press conference... Two weeks ago. They're kind of going back to it a little bit. Yeah. But not not in a way that Steve Jobs would have done. Well, you know, another thing... Jobs doesn't... Go ahead. Jobs, Jobs doesn't die. We would still have a Mac Pro tower that you can swap parts out of easily. I'm not trying to take away anything from him. I think he was... He was more important to the company, but he's also one of those exception-to-the-rule kind of guys. He was. He was. But I think he was just good at selling. As far as the actual design and engineering, he doesn't have nearly as much influence as people think he did. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was the visionary, he was, like, the captain, right? He helped them do the... As far as the, yeah, as far as the engineering of the stuff, no, I don't think he... He wasn't that instrumental in the engineering of it. He was probably was more of a hindrance than he was a uh, help on some of that. Right. He was a pain in the ass to work for or work with. Yeah, especially with keeping, like, the smaller, phone, smaller form factor of the phone and all that. Despite... <laughs> Every other company going larger screens. He wanted to keep it the size of the four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that stupid. You know, I, you know. When I look at it, I, I, I think they're not the same it they were back in the days. You know, classic Doom, whatever. But like, I'm starting to get to that point where I see an id Bethesda project, and I'm like, I feel a lot more confident in it. That I wouldn't most other things. Absolutely. So, I still see Bethesda's name on something, and I just kind of recoil back a little because <laughs> Skyrim wasn't. Yeah, Skyrim. I'm with you, man. Like I love, I like. Well, I won't say love. I like Skyrim, but I don't get why people jerk it off so much. It's a great game, but it, if you look at the base game. There's a lot of things fundamentally wrong with it. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, anyone who bought the game on, on PS3 and still gives Bethesda their money is an idiot. <laughs> so, folks, we're wrapping Thanks. up, but uh, I want to say that you know next week we'll talk more about the Nintendo and the Sony side of E3, and we'll also talk about the E3, the the Forbes article about E3. 
where they say they, they make a pretty loaded statement. They say the Nintendo Switch is a threat to the Xbox One X, which to me is <laughs> which to me they is funny. Ah, right. like, uh, we're gonna get into that one. Then I see what they're saying, and I get the point they're making about you know, and, and it goes back to what you said earlier, exclusivity. But God, man, Nintendo and Microsoft cannot be going after different customers, like. I don't. I cannot even say Nintendo and and and, and anything else in the same breath, really, because like Nintendo's its own thing. Like, no one's making something comparable to Mario or Metro Prime, really. So why are we comparing it? Hey, pay. Oh, I'm gonna mess up your name. Pay E N W C. Thank you for the follow. <laughs> that's that's Pay. He's a good guy. Oh, you know Pay? That's one of your homies. Yeah, I know him. He's good. Why didn't you say hello to him in the chat? Because I'm not looking at chat. I'm in the show notes. Oh, you're so focused. What's the other monitor yeah. doing? You're looking at porn, aren't you? No, I'm playing Borderlands. Oh, that's right. See? I Pay. Borderlands, I got show notes, I got Discord open. Pay, get on your Steam boy uh, your boy Pete Beard. He's, he's ignoring the chat. He's supposed to help me engage with the chat. And he's okay. like, meh. <laughs> I'm a retired streamer. I don't know about any of this stuff. <laughs> retired. Whatever. You still stream more than I do. <laughs> I haven't streamed in... It's been like three or four months now. No. Yeah. I cost an adding in the nap. When was my last broadcast? Let me check this. Oh, I can ban myself? Cool. <laughs> That'd be useful. Oh, they added new functionality. You can, uh... You can... I don't know if this is new or not, but I can left-click on somebody's name, and I can choose to ban them for up to a week. Oh, yeah. I can purge their chat from the last hour. That's dope. Yeah, they made it a lot more... A lot more granular. Um, so yeah, that that Forbes article will be an interesting discussion, because I don't see... I look at Nintendo these days as like competing in a completely different space. But I see what the point is, like talking about second console, like what would justify being a second console. So let's say rather say, oh, if you're not already an Xbox person, you're probably not going to buy the Xbox One X. So we'll, we'll get into it. We will discuss May that. May 28th. That's the last time you, you streamed? Yep, May 28th. Dude, that was like a month ago. Of even that. No, that was. Oh wait, that was. Uh, that was the last time I changed it. I changed it to blank on May twenty eighth. So the last time I streamed was. Oh. Uh, March twenty first. Okay. Been a while. I don't have the time for it anymore. So. We should team up and do right. Met- Retro Friday together. Well. <laughs> we won't stream it at all. We're just gonna hang out and play retro games <laughs> and talk about it later. We'll stream it for like five minutes. Hey, we play some games. Okay, see you next time. No, we'll just stream the uh, the post cigarette wrap up. Oh, but Twitch doesn't like smoking. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna set my camera up outside on my front porch. I'm gonna sit there and smoke cigarettes and just. Talk to a camera all day. People, will, I yeah. think people, there'll be an audience for that. That'll work. Um, I'll get like eight people to watch. 
What else do we have in the notes? We already mentioned Age of Empires Unless Definitive we Edition. Wanna... That's pretty cool. Plus, we really want to, if we want to dig into EA or. I mean, Bethesda and EA, I think, kind of felt both around the same. The same level of nah. Well, EA had. An- we were talking about Anthem. Yeah, we talked about Anthem. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. That was promising. They gave you a uh, single-player campaign, which is what everyone bitched about the first time. Yep. And now if it's a shitty campaign, no one has a right to bitch about it. Yeah. I like Battlefront, the the new version, so... I just wanted space battles. That's the only thing that was lacking for me. It needed the space battles. Battlefront felt... To me, it just felt like Battlefield 4 with a space skin. Just like a generic space skin, not Star Wars. And it really it lacked punch. I can see that. It was not it. It didn't grab me. It didn't do anything for me. What else? I did can e- see why the Star Wars fans loved it. What else did EA uh, announce? I, I can't think of. I can't remember anything I, else. I, their press conference bored the hell out of me, and they had fucking Jesse Wellens hosting it. That was awful. Felt bad for him. He was dying up there. <laughs> You get the crickets. Good times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, yeah, so I think next week we'll just pick up on Sony and Nintendo. And if we remember anything else, we'll bring it up. Because yeah, Sony and Nintendo definitely brought it. I think Microsoft brought it, but I mean, I'm a little biased, so. <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah. The only thing I... Biased. The only thing I don't like about Microsoft's presser is that they kept saying, Exclusive. Exclusive. 4K. Like, ah. And the, the, the word exclusive doesn't mean anything anymore. And especially now. Well, because it's, it's uh, it, now if it's new to the console and they have a timed exclusive, they call that exclusive. And I get it. You don't want to get into a long-winded thing. Limited to time exclusive. Console exclusive, like, you know. I get it. Sony, Sony does it first. Sony does it best. They say play it here first. Mm, yeah. Okay. So that automatically says it's a timed exclusive. You can get access to it there before anything else without being wordy and douchebaggy. Yeah, that's a good approach. I'll give you that. Yeah, that is a better approach. <laughs> and BFT says I'm sitting here like I've got a PC. I'm good. <laughs> I got a PS4. I'm gonna buy a Switch. I will never need another system. I've got Atari 2600. Suck it. Let's see what's on my shelf over there. <laughs> I can see a PS3, a PS2, a Wii U, a Wii, GameCube, uh, SNES, an NES, a Dreamcast. Ooh! Dreamcast. I'm good. It's a good, it's a good lineup. So yeah, that'll be our conversation next week. So, Beard, we're not doing this crazy show with us. What else? Where else can we find you? You can find me on Twitter, at Beard and Hat. Now that I've fixed my phone, I will be reachable via that all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, another thing we'll talk about next week, winners and losers, because people love talking about that. <laughs> Who won uh, E3? Uh, Nintendo uh-huh. did. There you go, spoiler. Oh, spoiler. Uh... <laughs> BFC says he's got a PC, PS4, and Wii U. Wii U? People still have that? Nice. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about upgrading until E3. 
Well, once after Nintendo's press conference, I'm like, I should probably upgrade. Oh my. But I'll still buy Zelda beforehand and play it. Yeah, I'm Because I'll be a contrarian. I'll be the contrarian about it and buy the Switch, but not buy Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's be honest. You're not going to get that much more of a upgrade in the visuals performance. <laughs> no, you don't. It doesn't. There's going to be little to no difference. Though I did like that dinosaur trailer for uh, Mario Odyssey. That was pretty cool. That looked pretty good, actually. Mar- the Mario Odyssey looks incredible. I get a very, I get very much a, a vibe of Mario Sunshine and get Mario Galaxy kind of like together for some reason. That's, that's how it plays. That's what head. it seems like. It seems like a more. It's more adventure based than traditional. Yeah, I feel a lot it more looks, open. Which, yeah, so it looks pro- very promising. And BFT says that the pants companies won. Everybody put themselves at the Monster Hunter Worlds. <laughs> yeah, Monster Hunter Worlds. By the we'll way, next week. By the way, folks, if you want to share your your impressions, your uh, winners and losers for E three, whatever, you know your highlights. Send it over to mail at geekyantics.net. Again, the mail at geekyantics.net. Or you can leave us a voicemail or text message. Yeah, SMS. 646-801-2149. Again, 646-801-2149. I'm YogiZilla everywhere, pretty much. Uh, the main place you probably find me these days is on, on Twitter, at YogiZilla. Or um, I'm going to be trying to get back on Xbox Live. You know, I haven't been doing much gaming lately, but I will be getting back on Xbox soon. YogiZilla on there. Tumblr, all that good stuff, Instagram. So uh, let's connect. Uh, anything else? Anything I missed, Beard? Uh, no, we'll cover the rest next week. All right, and we'll see you next week, next Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern. Be there, be square. Peace. I'll be late. <laughs>
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.